Good evening, Dumb Nation. Episode 302. What are we talking about tonight? The erosion of the United States. The entire world's going crazy. And honestly, quack, quack. Joe Biden, is he a lame duck president or not? I think we know the answer, but let's litigate the case tonight. I'll be right back. Navy veteran Matt Spear presents Don't Unfriend Me. Brutally honest. Experience matters. Facts, not feelings. To the point. And always direct. No safe spaces. You can agree or disagree. You can love him. You can hate him. Just don't unfriend him. Sit back. Relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Thank you so much for watching Don't Unfriend Me. Welcome back. My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me. We talk about current events, politics, and all that other type of stuff. I tend to be a conservative. However, I do from time to time defend Democrats. Tonight's not that night. Follow me at Don't Unfriend Me Show. You can also follow me on Twitter and Gitter at The Dumb Show. I would greatly appreciate both if you would not mind. Also, one more selfless plug. Coffee, the mother of all brews, and also three other brands at don'tunfriendme.com. It is 100% veteran-made, made in the United States, packaged in the United States, sold by veterans, and we donate 10% to the Travis Banyan Foundation. It's excellent. I've already had a cup. I'll be up all night. I shouldn't have coffee this late, but whatever. Let's get to it. If it walks like, like a Biden, talks like a Biden, guess what? It is a Biden. There comes a certain point in every presidency that you either feel like the country is headed in the right direction or the country is headed in the wrong direction. Fairly simple, fairly formulaic. It's usually, and it happens at the 365-day mark, and more often than not, it decides what happens in the midterms. Now, this rule isn't always the case. People can say that Reagan had a more prolific first term than second, which isn't true. FDR had a fourth term that ended with his death, and the fact that he had three previous terms was unheard of and almost downright theocratic. Kennedy never had a chance to run for a second term, and George Bush was plagued by world crisis that never gave him a chance to truly carry the torch of his predecessor. Donald Trump, although had a stellar record of doing what he said he would do, the popularity piece was an anchor to his legacy, as we all know. But usually, you know in the first year of a president's going to have a shot at a second term, and pretty much every first-term president loses the mandate he receives and loses the House and the Senate, or both, after the midterms. This is called a lame duck presidency, because the power resides with the opposition party, who can slow roll and block an already ineffectual president into what is known as that aforementioned lame duck. But what would happen if you already were a lame duck president and all of the benefits that you failed to take advantage of, you were stripped away in the midterms? Well, you would have something we have never truly seen before. Jimmy Carter had both chambers, the 95th and 96th Congress, and maintained a Democratic supermajority, being sworn in as president on January 20th, 1977. This gave the Democrats an overall federal government trifecta for the first time since the 90th Congress in 1967. Jimmy Carter did nothing with it. 
So you can't go back to Carter, who was one of the biggest flops in presidential history, no matter how nice of a guy he may be now. Now, for Democrats, they will obviously go to Trump, who did fail to maintain a majority during the midterms, but to claim his presidency was a failure based on policy and results is plagued with a bias in which our country has never quite seen. As Sean Hannity once said, if President Trump could actually cure cancer, make people in wheelchairs walk, give everyone a million dollars if he could prevent heart attacks or stop car accidents, the media still wouldn't be happy. So what do you get if you have a POTUS who is already a lame duck president, can get nothing done, and is slowly placing America into the crosshairs of what destroys countries? The big three, economic collapse, internal war, and external war. Any one of those three can do it, but the trifecta is truly terrifying. We've seen countless times before countries suffering during famine or without a thriving economy, countries getting ahead of their skis way too often, growing too big too fast. Russia is a perfect example of this. Without firing one missile, Russia was plummeted into a spending war that it could not maintain. Now, some claim the Russians put themselves in more of an induced coma rather than the destruction of the former Soviet Union, but that's another topic altogether. The point is the economy always leads to the inevitable downfall of a nation. Money and power are not mutually exclusive and form a symbiotic relationship with a thriving country. But what if internal conflict led to inevitable war externally and internally? Can the process actually work in reverse? An excellent way is to start with two political parties, make sure that one is too far to the left and the other one is too far to the right, but whatever you do, make sure they do not truly represent the majority of views held by the population. Then make sure that each party tells as many lies as possible about the other party, then stand back and watch the fireworks and the nation implode. I think it's been done somewhere, I just can't think of where. <clears throat> Of course, this would be the perspective of an impartial person, but one who is loyal to either of the aforementioned parties would say this is true for their side, but certainly not the other, and vice versa from either perspective. But if we take this a step further and presume that there was evidence of one side based in anecdotal evidence and the other is based in exculpatory evidence, what would you get if you wrapped all of this up in a nice little package? Well, you would get Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. And I'm here to say that fact is far more convincing than their fiction. Now, I wanted Joe Biden to succeed. Whomever would hope for a president's failure is purely antithetical to what a citizen and a patriot should be. But facts are facts, as they say. And this has been the single worst beginning to any presidency in the history of the United States, period. Full stop. William Henry Harrison, who died just 31 days after his inauguration in 1841 and had the shortest presidency in U.S. history, accomplishing nothing in his term, at least did less harm to the United States than Biden. And he died. And that's got to say something. How are you less productive than a dead guy who had a longer calendar month to impact change? Easy. You put Joe Biden in office and pretend he was the answer to all of our problems all along. Joe Biden was supposed to be the unifier-in-chief. He has tried both options. He went consolatory in the beginning. That didn't work. And now has become hyper-partisan. The scary thought in all of this is Americans seem to have forgotten just how bad things can get in real life.
Just think back to last year. I know it seems like a decade, but it hasn't been. It's only been 13 months. And in the grand scheme of things, it's a blip in history, a blip that is turning into a massive malignant boil on the annals of our history. Security at the southern border has been an ongoing disaster, though one barely given any coverage by the uh, legacy media. Since Biden took office, a historic surge of migrants has crossed the border illegally in numbers that are the highest in decades, and the problem isn't abating. The negligent and abysmal withdrawal from Afghanistan. The Biden administration assured the country that the withdrawal would be orderly and that the Afghanistan government was stable upon America's departure. From quid pro quo that rivaled the supposed Trump impeachment offense to 13 servicemen and women killed, this was the true landslide in his polling numbers. All the while, he was nowhere to be found and went silent until the leftist media started calling him out endlessly. The Afghanistan mess wasn't the only foreign policy debacle so far under Biden. Russia launched a major invasion of Ukraine, if you haven't been paying attention, in the days before the State of the Union speech. Unbelievably, former Secretary of State John Kerry, Biden's climate czar, said the situation in Ukraine is worrying because Russia will be distracted from staying on track to fight climate change. It's an illustration of just how misguided the Biden administration's priorities really are. Although the ultimate blame for the invasion remains with Vladimir Putin, Biden strengthened Russia's hand with generally misguided energy policies and cancellations of economy-throttling sanctions that Donald Trump put on simply to score political points. How about COVID-19? It's a theme of the past, it seems. The cure all along was the Ukraine vaccine. The only reason the restrictions and authoritarian rule is starting to subside is his abysmal polling and the fact that Democrats want fundraising opportunities for the midterms. This is after Biden reached beyond the powers of his office to force Americans to get vaccinated and tell states to enforce the most stringent mask mandates. Biden tried to force private employers and other organizations with over 100 or more employees to enforce a vaccine mandate, despite saying that he didn't think it was exactly constitutional. The Supreme Court agreed and struck down the executive order in January. But the American cities, they've experienced an explosion of violent crime since the summer of 2020. It's a trend that shows no sign of stopping. In December, a dozen U.S. cities had set homicide records in 2021. Fentanyl is plaguing our country, and Joe Biden and his far-left ideals of defund the, belief, defund the police has all but went the way of the dodo bird, as he is now calling for more police and larger funding. Biden said inflation would be a temporary problem, and his administration had a handle on it. This problem was transitory and would come back down to earth in a matter of months, remember? Well, it's been months, and it's now headed into the sun. At almost 8% during this recording, the country is feeling it at every pump, at every store, and in every wallet, and this tax season isn't going to get much better. Lastly, and certainly not the least, Joe Biden has declared war on parents and their kids. The threat isn't the criminals who are running rampant in Democrat-led cities. No, the real threat is parents who disagree with what's happening in their local schools. From the inclusion of critical race theory and the similar radicalized ideas, classroom curriculum to over-the-top COVID-19 restrictions that force students to stay home for over a year or wear masks all day long. Parents are fed up. The simple fact is Joe Biden isn't a lame duck president. He is an unmitigated disaster. 
Our country is on the precipice of World War III, and I predicted this. If it was to escalate, it would happen in Poland. Well, today, 12 miles from the Polish border, key targets and civilian buildings were hit. Our red line has already been drawn, and that is Article 5 with NATO and the UN. And the Biden administration doesn't have to announce a red line. It already exists. Iran just launched a missile strike in Iraq near a U.S. consulate and is no longer using proxy militia groups, but emboldened to take credit themselves, while Biden and his administration play suck-up to Iran for a wasted Iranian nuclear deal that we already escaped from once, and all accounts will be, it'll be even worse the second time. China is looking at Taiwan like a Victoria's Secret model looks at a Big Mac. It's time to realize that our internal war against each other is driving both sides so far to the right and left. We are losing our center, our balance per se. Either side of the polar political spectrum is dangerous throughout history, but one party is trying to profit off the division in this country, and one is trying not to. There has been an undercurrent forming since Biden, and it has become as toxic as any virus, but it started under Obama, and some would say before that. But it's more toxic than a corrosive weapon that any country has in their arsenal. It's the vitriol and abhorrent rhetoric that is guised as good policy for the country that is dividing us beyond repair. As Americans, we are reminded every decade or so at how we need to unify and come together in tragedy. From 9-11, hurricanes, fires, or something else that touches us all. Well, this is a most desperate time, and we are anesthetized to its allure of what is simple and easy to blame, over which is hard, and placing the shame where it belongs. Shame on our elected officials. Shame on those in the media who leverage fiction over truth. And shame to those who are pretending that Joe Biden is even remotely as effective as you make him out to be. Because if we are not careful, we will remember how very bad it can get and how much worse the future will be if we continue to ignore the signs. Bring some balance back to the Senate and House in 2022 and get us back to the middle because these fringes are not going to sustain for much longer and in their eager zeal to tear each other apart, they will bring us right along with them. Folks, thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me. I appreciate it as always. I will go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It's way too many. They need your help. Please reach out to a vet. If you can't and they won't talk to you, sometimes they'll talk to a veteran. You can reach out to me. Email me, owner at don'tunfriendme.com, and I promise I will get back in touch and we'll do what we can. You can also go to don'tunfriendme.com. Click on the VCL link in the top, top right corner and you will be connected to a VCL operator free of charge. It's 100% anonymous. Your duty station will never find out. And if you are a citizen and not a veteran, it's fine. Nothing wrong with being a civilian. You can call this number and find the help that you need as well. Folks, remember, please follow me, all of these social channels. I'm pretty much everywhere now. Come see me on Getter and Twitter at The Dumb Show. I will be back tonight at 8.30, and I am there Monday through Friday on my live show, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, with a recorded show like this. God bless, and remember, you can love me, you can hate me, just don't unfriend me. I'll see you tonight.